Hey there, WNBA Nation fans. This is Jason, editor here of the show. Real quick, wanted to orient you guys to what this episode is going to be. Originally, this episode was recorded as a, a single stream. However, it ran about two hours, and because it, it ran a little bit long and as well, there's just a lot of good discussion. I'm, I've decided to cut it into two pieces, one of which is going to be released today on Saturday, and then the other one will be released tomorrow morning, Sunday morning. And really, a lot of the reason why I did that is because, number one, there's just a lot of material in here, so breaking it up kind of allows you to kind of chew on this piece before the piece tomorrow comes. As well as it gives you, a, you know, I, I think a lot of people listening to our show are kind of used to that hour or so time slot. So if you're working this into your daily routine, we don't want to throw that off per se. That said, really great discussion coming. This is our version of the W25, which is going to be announced Sunday afternoon uh, as far as the official league W25. So this is our take on it uh, as hosts, and it's a lot of fun. I can tell you that when they get to 11 through 15 in today's episode, it's it's definitely... There are a couple of players that I kind of got choked up thinking about um, as I was listening to them talk about what they did on and off the court and just the impressive athletes and, and generally people that they are. So you're really going to enjoy it. Today is going to be number 25 through number 11, so you, you can expect 10 through 1 tomorrow. And uh, we also do some snub talk, so this is going to be a fun episode. And without any further ado, enjoy the show. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, this is Liz Cambay. This is Nikki Collin. What up, guys? This is Epic Sarkis. Hey, this is Imani Nikki Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome back, WNBA Nation listeners. My name is Kyle Haywood, and I am so excited for today's episode. It's taken a long time. It's taken a lot of uh, a lot of discussions, a lot of effort, and a lot of math to come up with what we're going to be discussing today on this episode. And I couldn't do it without two of my very best friends in the whole wide world. Let's start off with my main man, Steve Schwartzman. How's it going, Steve? It's clobbering time. Let's do this. I love lists. <laughs> I, I love lists. I'm excited about today. Lists, lists, debates, arguments, rankings. This is our wheelhouse right here. This is how you and I in an order of some kind <laughs> is is life for me. As long as it's not vital in any way. Uh, as long as it, yeah, it has to good, not matter on, for the sake of the goodness of the world. And then one of the first times I, I met Steve, we spent uh, a significant portion of a drive all the way to California just ranking things and having discussions on this type of thing. So things <laughs> stuff that you shouldn't be ranking, probably just like rent <laughs> in my, in my thirties. It means a lot to have friends that I know I could drop into a group chat at any time and just go, <laughs> Hey, I just really need to know, like, what are your favorite breads? And I knowing <laughs> And all three Logan of you comes guys in hot with a grandma sycamore steak. And not will just come in with, but like you will take real honest time to stop and truly think like for Steve, what are my favorite breads? Like, and, <laughs> and you'll take it just that for some reason that gives me the warmest feeling. I don't know what that says about me as a human, but it means a lot. Well, uh, we're going to get plenty of that today. The sure. other host with us tonight is our other good friend. And um, my uh, I was going to say housemate, but that sounds weird. <laughs> just just my friend. Kyle's yeah. Someone who lives in the same house <laughs> as me. I, I, Logan. Logan I, uh, Jones, everybody. Welcome, Logan Jones. <laughs> I am he I am here. Oh, I am. Uh, I am using the same. Uh, IP addresses as Kyle. Um, we're, we're IP bros. Oh, I don't like that either. Um, math is uh, Jason. Math is feel free to cut else. a significant portion of this <laughs> intro. Here. Please do not was, cut IP I, bros. Excuse me. Math is not my wheelhouse, but I I do want to have that bread discussion really soon. Um, I I still think about things that we've talked about all the time. Like I think about ranking bodies of water. Um, we, we talked about once doing a bracket of like favorite pieces of art. Like that's, that's what mm. we're talking about here in terms yeah. of like, we, 
just three hours of just like, I don't know. I think Loch Ness is overrated. I remember Body Parts was one we wanted to do that we haven't really done someday, yet. Yeah, that one. Someday we will do the body part bracket. Bodies of Water still stands as the most unintent, like the most unintentionally interesting discussion I've ever yeah. had. It legitimately, and this is going to sound like I'm a dumb person, but not feeling like a dumb person, just being like, man, there's, there's so many bodies of water. There's like a lot of them. <laughs> Well, and like, you know what? There's so there's, many notable ones. There's so many good breads, and that's that's, <laughs> that's what intrigues me about the bread discussion. The <laughs> only <laughs> other example of that was when we were doing our original show, which the guys from Workaholic stole our title, and we're not going to do anything about it. It's fine. But yeah, um, we were the first ones to have a "This is Important" podcast. Like bodies of water, and maybe it's just water stuff that's interesting to me. But I remember crushed versus cubed ice was like a scientific journey that we took for like an episode that yeah. was just when kyle and i did the show that was before jason and logan jumped on and it was like it was like a, a I, weird that was experience my favorite one of my favorite days of my life it's was so much episode. fun talking about ice. <laughs> i can i can feel the energy from all of our awesome listeners right now going thank goodness you guys talk about basketball on this podcast <laughs> like thank you for making the switch <laughs> uh, that's funny because we're actually going to raid over to our ice cast stream Right after this. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can't tell by now, we are going to be doing our very own W25 list. So Sunday, the 5th of September, there will be a list of the top 25 WNBA players of all time released. Now, there's a lot of criteria that go into that, and we tried to take some of that criteria into our own um into our own evaluation of these players, um, you know, such as, you know, how they've affected the game, how, first of all, how they played, you know, skill and, and awards, but how they've also affected the game off the court, things like that. So there's a, there's a pretty significant amount of variety, uh, that you could, you know, as far as how you want to weight these rankings as far as the top 25 players of all time in, in WNBA history. But I think that even though there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of different ways we could have gone with this overall. I was really impressed. We're going to do our, we're going to give our top 25. And just so everybody here knows 21 of these 25, the three of us all had on our list which was really impressive. So this is the most in agreement we've been on anything. In addition to that, I want to give a, a shout out to a couple of, uh, of really special individuals who helped us out uh, with this episode tonight. So first of all, I have to give a huge shout out to our very good friend of the show, Rachel Galligan. Um, Rachel also, also sent in her own list to us and we utilized her list in going through and figuring out our top 25. You can find her on Twitter at Rach Gal, R-A-C-H-G-A-L-L. And honestly, if you aren't following Rachel Galligan at this point, then we've probably just failed you as a podcast. Um, that's, that's on us. That's or on us. So we just retweet her so much that you're like, I thought I followed her. I, I thought I was following her. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, the other person that we have to give a shout out to is our good friend Hugh Hopkins. Uh, he's actually over in the United Kingdom, but he covers a ton of WNBA. Uh, he, he has a lot of WNBA content. You need to find him at the hoops nerd on Twitter. Make sure you're checking, uh, him out. Um, does some work with, uh, Slam Online and FIBA and, uh, he has his own pl- thing, uh, called Double Clutch UK. Really great stuff. Um, Rachel also, I, for, I forgot to mention, she works, uh, with organizations such as Just Women's Sports and, uh, the, uh, Windsider, um, has, uh, has her own, um, has her own company that she works, that she, that she does that's an international, uh, women's basketball scouting service. Um, so she is a fantastic follow. So huge shout out to both Rachel and Hugh. Thank you for helping us out. We took your ranking, your, I shouldn't say your rankings, your lists into consideration as we went through and, and com, uh, compiled the top 25 of, uh, of, uh, WNBA players of all time. Um, before we hop into that, 
Logan, would you mind giving everybody the rundown on how they can get in contact with us and how they can interact with us outside of listening to this podcast right now? Let's do it. You can listen to our podcast on everywhere podcasts are found. We also appreciate five-star ratings on platforms that allow that sort of thing. We live stream the podcast recordings at twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation. And as a part of that live streaming, you get some exclusive content before and after the episodes that you hear on your pod stream. You can also especially tonight. <laughs> yeah, especially tonight because <laughs> rankings. You can follow us and should be following us uh, on Twitter at WNBA Nation Pod. And we have a store envy page. So if you want to get some of the merch, uh, if you're watching right now live, we've, we've got Steve Schwartzman modeling some of the merch for you. Yes. Um, some, of the, some of the cooler items that you can get on there. Looking um, quite dapper tonight. So those are, those are all the ways that you can, uh, support the pod. Please engage in, in all of those different, uh, mediums and, um, just join us in the conversation about women's basketball. We really appreciate those five star reviews. They're helping us get noticed and, I'm expanding what we're doing here. So thank you for all who have done that already. And now I will throw it back to Kyle. I'm getting more efficient at the the plugs. Yeah, we 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 cruise through that now. We it used to take a while to get through that <laughs> stuff, but we're getting we're go. getting pretty quick on it. Yeah. Um I uh I'm ready to hop into the list if you guys are. Let's do it. What else do we have? We've to got do? a lot we, we've we, got a lot to cover. Do we have any pending news? Are the <laughs> Are the storm over? Are they cursed? Is it panic time? All that. <laughs> they they got a W. They were on a little bit of a skid, but they ran into another team that's on more of a skid and got a W. So, um, yeah, they took care of business against the the Liberty. Yeah, so it, everybody super I, I feel like helps so, the storm wait, yeah. when Bree Stewart remembers that she's Bree Stewart. And then yeah, the I, well. I think everybody because I had I dropped Seattle the number five in my power rankings. Everybody's like, "Oh, you hate them!" And like I was uh, apparently the unofficial leader of 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 thinking that Seattle was like terrible. All of a sudden, that is not the case. I still right now would probably put Seattle as my number one most likely team to make the finals. But uh, yeah, so anyway. Well, that's, that's a discussion for probably next, uh, next week, our next episode when we, when we get into news around the league. But before we get into our official top 25 list, I want to just throw out, I've got four pretty, uh, I've got four snubs that I want to throw out. Snubs. Or hit them now. To, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw the, I'm going to throw the, well, we call them honor. Yeah. If we're going to start with them, let's call them honorable mentions. Honorable oh, mentions. Yes. Yes. Honorable mentions. That's, that Respectful sounds better. Tone. That sounds better. Congratulations. Yeah. You were we'll, a we'll, snub. I actually wouldn't have minded yeah, that. Yeah. Congratulations. You didn't make it. I wouldn't it. have minded that um, when I was an honorable mention <laughs> in my ninth grade science fair. Just, you're a snub. Like, thanks. I've got, I've got four honorable mentions right now. Um, and, uh, these all appeared on lists. Uh, provided by uh, either the three of us, I'm like, um, and also, and also, uh, Hugh and Rachel. So here's the, here's the four that I think we're probably um, the next who I would have listed. This is maybe like our our 26 through 29, but this is in no particular order. All right. Um, uh, here's our honorable mentions: Asia Wilson, Delisha Milton Jones, Tisha Penichero, and Swin Cash. Oh, Swin Cash didn't make it. Swin, oh. Tisha, Delisha, and Asia. I guess I should uh, mention to our listeners: I, Kyle is the only one of us who's seen the master list. Oh, Steve and I yes. have not so this seen is, the list. This is a. This is a. I am sincerely shocked about Tisha. I am very shocked. Yes, that is <laughs> wow. Really, Ticha, am, if we if we went to if we went to twenty six, it would either be Ticha or Asia. I yeah. had those are the those are the two that would have been. I had Ticha r- that were right there in my rankings because anyone who who wasn't on the live and hasn't heard this already, I I was very nerdy about building out a, a scoring <laughs> system, so I had these point a point system laid out to try and make these arbitrary. I had Ticha, Delisha, Milton, Jones both. Like like seventeen and fifteen, respectively. I had them like comfortably on my list. Yeah, significantly. And Tisha, into the list. who's like just barely, you know, is a couple years removed from being the all-time assist leader. She has a championship to boot. She has a good note of all-star slots. That one surprises me. Swin a little bit doesn't only because of longevity. That would be the, of the sake of the. There's certain numbers that aren't there, but name recognition mm-hmm. supports her a lot. 
Teacher blows me away. I can't believe that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I thought all of these, all the, all these were really interesting. Um, Asia is the only MVP winner to not make the list, which I thought was really interesting. Let me, let me, but jump because in there. she's so new, I guess yeah. that makes the let most sense. Let me jump in there on Asia because that's, I don't want to get super in the weeds on, on this because we have 25 to go, but I'm curious where specifically you guys had her because she was my first one out. Like I had my top 25 I, and then my first snub out was Asia. She was my, she my was, first criteria. She was, oh, hard, she was hardly even under consideration for me. If she's just too young, uh, mm-hmm. that like, it's weird because like if, if if maybe maybe I could see I could be talked in like top thirty, but I think I started compiling like my my points with her and I just kind of I just don't see it happen. Like I have some currents who are still under like ten under seven you know years in that I still right. I have on my list, but I Asia just isn't quite there. Like yeah, she too. Yeah, pers- yeah, too. Personally, I was really curious what everyone was going to do with. Not just current players in the league, but younger current players in the league. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I think we all pretty much took the same approach. If you if you really could pick like one game. under five season player, because I want to say Stewie's officially at that five year point. Like if, if you get a pick yeah. like one, Asia's it. Like it's uh, but for sure. Since I made it pretty arbitrary, I, I knew I couldn't fit that in. I but. I had Asia on my list. Um, what I did is I figured that if you've won the MVP award. You should be in the top twenty-five uh, discussion. So I, I, I wanted to make sure that all of the MVPs mm-hmm. were getting some sort of of recognition, and so for that reason, I had Asia uh, on my list. Uh, so yeah, that now, yeah, so that that's where I had her. If if we walk out of this season and Asia Wilson is a Finals MVP and walks out of this season with the championship. I'm very willing easily, to resurface this yeah, discussion. Easily yeah. bumps her into into the yeah. top twenty five. I'm not I'm not like upset that she didn't crack the top twenty five, but I the reason we're having this episode is because the WNBA is gonna release their list in a couple of days, and I assume it's gonna be light on active players. I'm assuming it's gonna be more paying homage Man. to former players. Um <laughs> So I I was wondering how you guys were going to approach that. <laughs> I keep yeah. harping so on this, but teaches second in assists and steals all time. I'm yes, I'm dumbfounded. Right, I don't know why this freak this yeah. freaks me out so much. Teacher was my twenty seven. If uh, yeah, she I, was she was very close, very close. And if I would have had her in my top twenty five, she would have made the top twenty five. So she was two spots off on my list for making it. I so. might end up bitterly making my own side list as we go off names of like, here's all the <laughs> players that I would have ranked above, ranked below teach. I'm just amazed by that. That's I'm like, <laughs> yeah. for some reason that I'm like freaked out. Like, what am I thinking that <laughs> other people apparently aren't thinking? So, all right. no, I, 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 so, and that is the case with, uh, with a couple of players, uh, even that have made the list here. So let's hop into, uh, ranks 25 down to 21. I'm going to read this list, uh, starting at number 25 and working down. So, um, just so everybody knows the three of us ranked our picks one through 25, as far as who we thought was probably the top, uh, seeds to get that vote for the goat award. Um, which everybody will be able to start voting on once the W25 official list is released on Sunday. Um, and so this was, that was kind of our idea. Now our, our two, uh, other, um, I guess honorary hosts, Rachel and Hugh, both didn't do a rankings on theirs. We didn't ask them to. Uh, we just wanted to utilize who they included as far as, uh, on their list to help us with, um, you know, if we had like a tiebreaker, for example, or if we, you know, if we were seeing who would make the list or not. So here's 25 through 21. Number 25, Neko Gumake. Number 24, Brittany Griner. Number 23, Candace Dupree. Number 22, Tina Charles. And number 21, Becky Hammond. Thoughts? What do you think? Steve, let's start with you. What's your initial gut reaction to 21 through 25? NECA makes some sense. I, I don't have NECA on my list. I don't have Griner on my list. Um, do I have, I know I have Dupree somewhere. Yeah, I have Dupree at like 13. You've got Dupree pretty high. Yeah, yeah. you've got Dupree well, pretty she's high. A, she's been in the she, league for a long she's time. A, she's fourth all time in scoring. That really helps your case. Yeah. Um, she had a title to back up some of those numbers. 
Charles, I have really high. I know Becky, I have in there, but not as high as some may have. Um, I, I'll say it right now because the teacher thing bugs me. I, 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 I don't let Griner on this list if teacher's not on the list. Personally, hmm. that's probably the only one that I go. She has a couple defensive player of the year nods, but if you go, if you're talking about players and their entire history, especially because. There are a lot of players that are in that seven to 10 year range right now that are under heavy consideration that would also make this list. That's one that I go. She's the one who's underachieved probably the most to be completely honest. Right. And I wonder if her uptick in performance this season has helped her stake a little bit. Um, it could, could be, could so be some recency that she's been playing really well. NECA, I, I can, you know, go with because she is an MVP. She, you know, I, I think she's someone who I've seen that out of. I only gave myself room for one or two of, of players that have that level of current, you know, outside of players who played 15, 16, 17 years who are still in the league. Right. Uh, like a super deep, those, D- those, those yeah. mid level type Dupree. players. I only gave myself a couple slots, and so I didn't give one to NECA, but I can get that pick. I, yeah. I think the NECA, I think the NECA, um, reasoning at least for me i have neca really high on on my list she was the only one who made the top 25 that um didn't have at least two of the three of us uh including her rachel and hugh both had her oh that's right because we we had to run like kind of a tiebreaker to get yeah we we ran a tiebreaker just to get the 25th one in because at that point we had run out of any players that um at least two of us hosts were on. And so Rachel and Hugh ran the tiebreaker there. Um, and NECA, they both had NECA on their list. So that's why she made it. I think it's because, I mean, she's been the, um, the players association president and kind of helped usher in, you know, the new CBA, um, and has, has done a phenomenal job leading the, the player force, um, as well as winning an MVP and a couple titles. I think that, I think that that probably helps her case, um, uh, to to get on, but I understand where she's still a current player, that, and maybe on and maybe on the court hasn't done as much as a lot of the other players on this list. Yeah, that's where I that's I just haven't because in almost any other discussion, I totally welcome that mindset. To me, I ha- this this list kind of has to be about, but what did you do on the court type of thing? Mm-hmm. And obviously. Yeah. She's an MVP. She has a title to boot. She has a phenomenal moment uh, that capitalized that championship as well, which I think moments on the court help you in a lot of cases. So that's a big thing in her case as well. Uh, I just probably like if I if I went back and looked at my list, I could see her like 27, 28. I would just need right. a little. And a lot of it could be performance wise since that MVP season. I don't know. I've seen enough to go. Yes, absolutely. Now. If people want to say her performance, given the degree of difficulty of dealing with being a, a players union president, I do get that. I, like, I, I just totally get that. Um, that's, you know, like I said, I, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. And I, I think like you saying that you had her really high in your list is really intriguing to me because like she didn't get a lot of thought with me at all, which is interesting. Hmm. There is a, I didn't have her on my list, but I, I, there is some, like, it's weird to go to her, to go to bat for her because I didn't put her on my top 25. And if you ask me straight up, even after this discussion, like, is she a like top 25 all time player? I'd feel like, I don't feel like she is. Yeah. But but statistically, she's number 15 all time in career win shares. Number 14 is Maya Moore. Like she's Mm. in good company statistically with what she's done on the floor. It just doesn't feel. Like, and like, that's only one stat. That's not everything, but like, like she, she definitely has put her name alongside a lot of, a lot of legendary players with her play. It just, I don't know if I need to re rethink my mindset on her or not. It just, obviously we're, we're discussing this because this is like the, the last one in. Right, we right. talked about snubs. The first I was going to say, yeah, we like, haven't mentioned Tina Charles or Becky Hammond, you know, but yeah, it's um, because I, all of us kind of had those. Yeah, ones, I'll so. give you quick, quick takes on the rest. Becky Hammond and and Brittany Griner are within one spot of where I had them on my personal list. Um, Candice Dupree, I didn't have in, but like I have no problem with her being in. I think she probably deserves to be in. 
and 23 is like about right. So like, I, I think the rest of the list makes a ton of sense. NECA is the only one that like Steve, it kind of like something doesn't jive when I think of her name alongside a lot of the other names on this list, but she's, I, so I don't know. I don't know how she's got Becky, her, her name above like Brunson, Penny Taylor, Katie Douglas, Dewana Bonner, yeah. Becky Hammond. Like she's above yeah. a lot of players. Yeah. Becky Hammond um, breaks top 20 in steals, assists and points. She's sixth overall in assists. Um, Mm. The only thing that hurts Becky Hammond stock, she's probably the, uh, from start finish career, the highest profile player to not have a title. And yeah. If yeah. you're going to choose anyone else on that list, it's going to be a, a, a Liberty ledge, you know, like a Witherspoon or someone like that. And so that's the one thing that hurt her potential stock. So, so that's why she squeaked in with me. But I think if she was able to pull in hardware, it would have helped her case. But I think, that made a lot of sense. Like Becky's was one. I don't even put recency into that. Yeah. A lot of people might, um, but that wasn't even a thing with me. Um, Tina was 11th on my list. She's Tina. Charles is a legend that people just have decided to stop talking about. Like it's, it's weird. So for this, if, if Logan would have had Tina in her, in his top 25 at all, Tina would have probably been maybe in the top 15. Because Steven and I both had Tina like really high and Rachel and Hugh both included her. So if, if Logan would have had Tina, I think that she would have been maybe really high. And so she was the first one. So I, we ranked these. All right. Yeah. If all three of us had a consensus that they made the list, they were the first yeah. 21 picks. And, and then and, Tina makes it next at 22. Yeah. I mean, because when you go up and down, you know, all the non-win share things, right? It's seventh in points, third in rebounds. She has a rookie of the year to boot. She is an MVP, eight all-star bids. But we just got to talk about Hammond. The one big thing that Tina's got, she doesn't have hardware. Like she, she doesn't have a title. Yeah, in yeah. fact, she, she's yeah. got, she played for like the three famous teams to seemingly not have win. a title until she, <laughs> well, she joined yeah. the Mystics post title, but she went to, you know, right. she was in Connecticut and she was in New York. And, and so she, you know, that's like the one thing that if she had a ring or two, I think it yeah. elevates Tina Charles, yeah, I it. think is actually in a much different discussion than what she's in right now. I think there are a lot of people yeah, that I'd put agree. her maybe not in the elite elite, but that secondary elite list of players we talk about. Tina Charles is comfortably nestled in there. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, obviously UConn fans are pissed off. I don't have her like six or something, but like it's, yeah, I think it's makes sense. I, that one's good. I just, but I got to get over this teacher thing. This thing's just like distracting. <laughs> uh, People need to watch your highlights. Had, you need to go find all our highlights yeah. on YouTube. Anyone, teaches, anyone yeah, who thinks that's a worthy snub, get on YouTube, watch her stuff. <laughs> She's the best. No, I'm over it's, it. it's yeah, I, I, I agree. Let's hop in. I, I think I, I knew that we were going to take some time because this was like who got in. Now, these next five that I'm going to read off, all of us agreed that they should make the top 25. Every one of these, we all three agreed that they should make the top 25. So I think this may not take as much time, but I, I do want to hear your thoughts on 20 through 16 here. So number 20, Simone Augustus. Number 19, Cappy Pondexter. Number 18, Rebecca Brunson. Number 17, Katie Smith. And number 16, Brianna Stewart. I was wondering where Stewie was going to show up. Yeah, I, I, I thought that she might crack that top 20. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a good spot. I, I'm glad that she made it in this group, if that makes sense. I, I think that she's more than maybe, more than just squeaking in, but I, I don't think she's should be like a top ten at this, this point. This is hilarious. You know? My twenty four through twenty two. My yeah. My twenty four through twenty two are Simone Augustus, Rebecca Brunson, and Bree Stewart. Like for some reason <laughs> and they're all up in there. Y'all zeroed in on this weird part of my list, but like I have Cappy a lot higher than some of these players, which I feel like if I went with my gut instead of trying to compile like accolades. I actually probably I could see Bree a bit higher and I could see Brunson mm-hmm. a lot higher. Um yeah, Brunson yeah. Brunson was an interesting one um because uh Steve and I each had Brunson at 23 and Logan had Brunson up at 15. Um but mm. I could like looking back I, I'm looking back at this going I probably should have bumped Brunson 
a little bit. You know, I th- I think I could have I could have made an argument that Brunson was top twenty. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. kind of where well, I, I sit with that one. That's the one that I, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I could maybe make that argument, but I'm going to stick with my guns. This, Logan, what are your this thoughts? Is a, this is a really solid grouping here because while none of them are exactly where I have them ranked, they're all like like I have no disagreements here. My one of my biggest questions coming into this list was where we were all going to have Bree Stewart, who I think we would still consider to be early to mid career. Like she's still got plenty of years ahead of her. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't think any of us probably had her in the top five or top 10, but it's, as soon as we started getting around top 15, top 20, I figured she'd start popping up. I had her at 17. She came up, she comes in here at 16. So obviously I've got no problems with that. Um, and we all expect her to continue See, to, I, to climb. This I have her 22nd right? and, and what, what I don't like are, having her there. Like I, I was trying to find a way to justify her higher. And I don't like, I, there are two players that I went, as soon as I saw them, I went the numbers, like when I start giving number attributions to all time numbers and to awards and championships, if these two players don't fit and make it in, like, I'm going to find a way to get them in because those make sense. And she was one of them. It was like, that's, mm-hmm. she makes the list. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else to say as far as that's, you know, considered, I think, Gosh, dang it. Like that, that <laughs> core for Minnesota squad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Man. The Simone Augustus. Yeah. Simone Augustus Brunson. I have so many weird thoughts in my head of like, are they like they are, but are they? Because I have this weird thing of like, it's that like some greater than or like the, the whole greater than some parts. Like they all, you want to talk about just a phenomenal basketball team that I'm now appreciating more than even I did in real time. That was yeah. four or five. They all turned each other into some of the greatest of all time. Like that's, that's a good story. As much as if you were yeah, not, yeah. A, if you were a, a Lynx hater at the time and that's fine. Great teams have haters. That's awesome. Um, like it, it's kind of cool to see that much lift happening, but like, Man, did, well, that's what's that awesome. Throws so is, much wrench into my list of being like, yeah. <laughs> am I am I individualizing them as a great player, or is it because I've watched them on a great team? Like, yeah, they all locked down like several championships together, yeah. and <clears throat> I think that's a big that that weighs a lot. If you've got multiple titles, that's gonna help you, and that f- those four pretty much went four you know four titles together, and so. We've got like that, that links core four all made the top 25. I'm sure yeah. in the I, early 2000s, there's someone at lunch with a friend that's like, no, I'm telling you, I've thought about it. And Janet Arcane might be the best of all time. Like, I really think if you break it, you know, cause they're just yeah. thinking of all the comets <laughs> players and they're like, I think that's, it's an interesting case. And I like any status they have, I'm not questioning. It's just a really right. interesting thing. Like. Yeah, we haven't touched on all those names yet, but I I try to be really protective of my top ten specifically. As like I'm gonna get my top ten right, and then I'll I'll be a little more loosey goosey with the rest of my list. And it's hard when you're like, oh, I have one of those four players in my top ten, but they kind of are a package deal. Like like how do you have one at ten and one at twenty when it's like they won four titles? Like I don't know. Anyway, I, that's that's another one of those questions I came into this list. With, I, I mean, like, I wonder where we're going to have those those players because they have enough hardware. Simone and Brunson are within a point of each other on my list right now. Like they're just like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. a part of that. And then like, wait, you know, like other players that will hit in a minute, I'm sure, like are a couple spots. Steve ahead. and just, I, S- Steve and I ranked Brunson and Augustus the exact same. Yeah. We each had them. We each had them at the exact same ranking. I like to call really them in my head. I call them the Bash sisters. Like, <laughs> yeah. like the Bash Brothers and Mighty Ducks. It's just like, that's like, I don't know. They, they, I just feel they so always come together as a unit to me. And that's weird. I know that's weird, but I just. <laughs> what? Yeah. What I like about these five. So what is that? Simone, Cappy, Brunson, Katie Smith, who we didn't talk about, and Bree Stewart. I, I like them there because they're all players that I have around there. But yeah. a lot of the players that I had 16 through 20 you guys are going to have like 10 through 15. And so right now I'm like, Oh, our list is really good. But when you read off these next five names, I'm going to be like too high, too high. Like, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So let, let's get into that next yeah, group of five I, here. This is our last, I, this I do is have our... to say really quick on the Katie Smith piece. Um, 
Snubbing Swin Cash makes the Katie Smith spot really interesting because it mm. opens up this weird who were the Detroit Shock discussion. Like who, right. who was that team? And I, it just makes it really interesting to me. Cause I think like that is the, I, I'm so excited to, when I finally decide I'm going to sit down and actually figure out how to do the Detroit Shock W history, I'm so freaking excited because that's just a, <laughs> it's such an interesting roster of like who was that team though like who, who I'm, a, yeah. I'm excusing ex- i'm excusing myself from having to answer that question because i had both of them on my list so <laughs> yeah I, I I mean, well, all of us swin yeah. swin was literally by numbers by 26 like boom like one more yeah. point she's probably she was in. just outside my top um, 25 and, as well and but katie smith it was just i think a lot of it is she's she was a prolific scorer and yeah. she was a very frequent at all so like she just you know, she held a lot of those pieces together. Um, if she was just a slightly better rebounder, she'd be even higher on my list, but it, was, it wasn't quite there. Anyway. She I, played so many... How many seasons did she play? Did she play 14 seasons? Quite a few. And she was an all-star seven times. Yeah, she... I mean... And she bounced around towards the end of her career. She was on a couple different teams, but... Yeah, she was just really consistent. All right, let's head into uh, our 15 through 11. After this, we'll go individuals. Um, so starting at number 15, Yolanda Griffith. Okay. Number 14. <laughs> number 14, Elena Deladon. Number 13, Taj McWilliams Franklin. Number 12, <laughs> number 12, Lindsay Whalen. And number 11, Maya Moore. Yeah, there she hit us, Hit us with it. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll, I'll say this: I did Taj, not. Baby. I didn't. I'm just so happy. <laughs> I didn't Taj. expect Taj. Yeah, t- like Taj. Be, like, because listen to the other names, right? Like Maya Moore, Lindsay Whalen, Elena Deladon. Taj. A lot of like more like casual WNBA fans aren't gonna you know be as like rec- like aren't gonna recognize Taj. But what a career! Steve, I know you specifically yeah. looked up a lot of stats with Taj. Um, and Logan and I each, each had her pretty well ranked Taj in our top 25. Nearly cracks top 20 in four of the five key individual statistics all time. She's That's 22nd impressive. in points, ninth in rebounds, 10th in blocks, and 11th in steals. Um, that's a and that's that's a strong yeah. across the board all around type six all star appearances. She, yeah, I mean she is she's one of those players that I think in real time, like her not being considered a much more standout all time great, is probably just a product of who she played around, mm-hmm. and like that's the only thing I can even think of. Like it's. She was a part of that Link squad in 2011. That's where she got one of her rings. Um, she w- she then moved to the Shock at like the last minute and helped them um, pull in that 2008 title. And so she may come under people's radars, but like it just comes around. Like you know, she she played around a lot of greats, but she was also such a key contributor. So I love that spot totally. Griffith. Might be the most underrated player of I can't believe about this all time, all time. That's the one I wanted yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Yes. Um. The this is the first grouping, and granted, she's at fifteen, so it's not like she's being super disrespected. But this is the first player that Kyle's read off that I thought, no, she's a top ten all time player. <laughs> I, I have Yolanda Griffith as my number nine all time player. Seven. Uh, I don't think. Yeah. As far as defensive. Post players go if I'm have if we're having an all time draft yeah and and I get to pick my post player like Prime yep. Yolanda Griffith is is who I want Prime Yolanda Griffith is top twenty in rebounds blocks and steals she's seven All Star nods two Defensive Players of the Year awards she was a Rookie of the Year she got the damn Monarchs a title <laughs> which she <laughs> yeah, that deserves she mention. stole <laughs> physically clawed and stole an MVP from Prime Cynthia Cooper. Um, like if it honestly, I wonder if it weren't for the fact that we went like four in a row with the comments, two in a row with the with the sparks. If we're not talking about Griffith in that mix of like who are the greats, because it's right. like at the time the discussion felt there's like 
all those comets players. And then there's Lisa Leslie over in LA. And then you have a couple players in New York because New York was always heavily in the mix. And then Griffith was one of the, you know, the three best players in the league at the time. Didn't really get that note. Finally had an equation that worked in 05. They got a ring. And yeah, she's one that like, she might be the most underrated player of all time. Like there's a real discussion there because I agree with Kyle, I agree with Logan in that my, my gut brain doesn't say top 10 all the time, but you look at everything on her resume and you go, that's the resume of a top 10 player. Yeah. It, I think it is, <clears throat> but I think also, so he, here's where I, I had Taj a little bit lower. I had her down at 19. Um, or not, sorry, not Taj, Yolanda, Yolanda Griffith. I had her a little bit lower down at 19. She's at 13 in our overall rankings. Um, and that's only because honestly, everybody else like ahead of her in my rankings has a really like Yolanda has phenomenal. Like you, you read it and you're like, Oh man, that's what a resume. That's the case with a lot of these players. And again, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from Yolanda. I think that, you know, very, very incredible player, but like, I think this is, this is one that maybe, yeah, just, just maybe some of the other ones, some of these other players also have incredible resumes and it's just, it comes down to, well, you know, what's your value? What, what do you have? So I, I do think if there's a second title, maybe for Sacramento or, you know, I think that's a big um, ask. If, if, if they, if they had a, another opportunity, maybe, you know, back, I mean, she won the MVP in the third season of the league. Like she's, she's phenomenal. She's a great player. And, uh, and here's, yeah, at here's 15, what sucks 15, too. even though I have her at 19, 15 overall, like, yeah, I, I can see arguments to have her higher than that. Yeah. And, and she might have, she was playing at a pretty high level toward the end of her career. And then in 09, she signed with Indiana. And that, the, from what I'm look, I looked at, there was a ton of buzz at the time because it was going to be her and Tamika Catchings. And then she tore her ACL. Yeah. And she retired right, like two well, seasons started, later. Yeah. Oh, well, this is Steve just touched on this, but um, she was still playing really well. Like she won, she was all in WNBA defense at age 36. Yeah. But she started her career at age 29. She started late. Yeah. So by the time she signed with Indiana, she was 39. If you yeah. get injured at 39, you're not coming back. Yeah. And it yeah. was, it was kind of like there was, there was something there. And I wonder if that's part of it is we did, we somehow at that age didn't get everything out of Yolanda. We could have like, there could have been a lot more. And I agree with Kyle's stance of like, I kind of blame Sacramento for that case because they folded <laughs> you have Yolanda Griffith and you didn't do more. The Monarchs folded four years later. They clearly didn't yeah. give two shits about that organization even after they won a championship. So that's one side of it of she got put in a sour spot, but um, yeah, that she's such a, what if like, there's so much, mm. there's so much better basketball that we could have gotten out of Yolanda Griffith, but it was, there's, yeah. uh, I, I want to, Oh, there's one I other want, point I wanted to hit. Um, it sounds like Kyle, you, you might have the same one, but this, this is the first time we've run into a player uh, that our group has ranked exactly where I have a rank. I have Maya Moore on the doorstep of a top 10 player. Have her yeah. Number 11. Um, if you want to put her in the top 10, I'm not going to like fight you on it. Um, I, I think for like, depending on your criteria, you can say, I think, say she's in the I top think five. Like Maya Moore, I think is the case where it's, <sighs> her numbers overall aren't going to put her top 10. But if you like that, that criteria that they're using for the actual W 25 deal, like, you know, like off the court type, like deal. Maya Moore was one of those like bigger than basketball type of players while she was in the league. And even after now that she's got like, she's done so much off the court. That I think that's what Here's, kind of boosts it. But yeah. if you go strictly numbers, it's not there because she didn't play enough. You know, she, she Here's left her, thing. she left yeah. her Here's career the at, the, at the pinnacle. I, I contend to say, even if with that short of a career, the numbers are freaking there. Seven, eight years yeah. into the league, she's in the top 25 all time in scoring already. 
She already has an MVP yeah. to boot. She has four titles under her belt. The only reason she wasn't given more than one finals MVP was because there were too many people to pull in those MVPs. Just good? look at our top 25 <laughs> list and you'll know what we're talking about. I actually yeah. think that the act like she already in her short career has a resume that 95% of basketball players would salivate for. And honestly, right. putting her at 11 is perfect because I tried to keep off court stuff out of my discussions, unless it was the opposite. It was a player who's off court, right? Shenanigans, shenanigans is a bad word for that. But like their off court choices <laughs> are are negative to them to their character and yeah, were, were right. controversial. That's one thing. But I tried to, right. to Which, take them out and just think about the basketball. But this is a case where her at eleven speaks perfectly to just what an important and valuable sacrifice her stepping away was. If you want to talk about what an incredible story it is and how incredible her as a person is. It's the fact that if we happen to see a 2019, 2020 Maya Moore, I think she would be top 10 without so much as a question. If not yes. top seven, top five, it wouldn't even be Agreed. a question. And she was willing to step away from that to step away from sports immortality in a way. She, the season that she walked away after, she just did like the parody of the Jordan wings. Like that's the type of legend that she walked away from because she believed so much in this case. She believed so much in criminal reform. She believed like, like she believed so much in Jonathan irons that it, it honestly adds to what an amazing story that is. And adds even more adoration. I have for my amor as an individual on top of what I already had, which was great in itself. So it's almost like I'm happy she's out of the top 10 to simply say, because it, simply knowing that to buy more, it doesn't even matter. Like, right. Fine. And I remember watching her at the ESPYs this last year and thinking what a lot of people thought, which was, we're probably never going to see her. We may very well never see her play again. And that's fine. Because and 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 couldn't be happier about it. She was the happiest human being in the entire yep. room. I, she, yep. you could feel weight off of her shoulders. You could feel relief, and it feels so nice, especially at this time of history, to see that in somebody. And uh, it's so crazy. And I wasn't planning on going on this big of a diatribe. I just like the poeticism of Eleven was like this. Actually, is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree too. I, I think even if you just look at numbers, which I, I didn't consider a lot of the off court stuff in a way, but I did consider kind of the intangible of her name being so closely associated with elite basketball, because I think there's a handful of players in the WNBA that non like people listening to this podcast are fans of the sport and of the league. You, you know who these players are or you're new to the league and you're learning who these players are. Outside of like the sphere that we we operate in, I think it's players like like probably your like Griner, Tarazi, maybe Deladon because she's a big Nike athlete. Like there are only a handful of names that people are going to know ahead of Maya Moore, and even then, she's probably like one of the first few that people might be able to. Yeah. And it's because she like she was so good while she was in the league that she breached all the misogyny and all the whatever crap people say about women's basketball and, and kind of ascended to like, Oh, she's a superstar. And right. for, for, for this list, I think that matters, even though it's sort of an, an intangible, like ungradable, unquantifiable quality. It's something that I think the league is going to pay attention to when they release their list. Yeah. I, this is an interesting stat. If she never plays again, this, this actually technically holds up. If you base it off her playing years and not when she was contracted by the links, I remember hearing, I technically, I think if you go back to when she was 12, I believe, she's never gone more than a season of basketball at a level without winning a championship. Yeah, that's from like that's awesome. From like 12-year-old league to high school to college to the pros, like, she found, like, that is freaking bonkers. Just always won. Yeah, like, and it's, so yeah, it's... um She's definitely that grab any human on the street, tell them to name, you know, do a Billy on the street, tell them to name five WNBA players. Her name will come up. 
um, yeah, for yeah. sure. And we didn't. Uh, and I think we didn't touch as much on the others, but um, Deladon ringing in number number fourteen. Good for her. She's got the hardware now. I was gonna say Deladon um, is our first uh, first player to appear on the list that has won multiple MVPs. Um, she's the first and, uh, just wait until you yeah, see she's the, the only one on our list yet. I was yeah. going to say, we've got, we've got that more is, coming. Don't worry. That is what put her above Stewie for me. Almost yeah. solely that was, she, was, she, she actually was, she was behind Stewie on my list, but now I'm looking at it and I like, if you're new to the, the league in the last couple of years, you didn't watch the 2019 season. If someone brings up Deladon, the first thing you should think of is finals MVP with a broken back. Right. <laughs> won, won the Mystics a championship with a broken that finals That finals performance, because I've, going back and watching those games, or at least watching highlights of those games, she was possessed. She's like, a freaking it was, hero. It was in, it really, it, like, it, it's the type of performance you get choked up watching. And it's like, she had to be the human being the most, like, I think every day she just whatever whatever she prays or vibes that she gives the world to, she just gives her thanks every day for Emma Misimin for like thank you for giving me like two quarters <laughs> it, of relief. Like Yeah. I'll tell you um, what it feels like. And I, I can't speak to her what her actual mentality was. What it felt like was when you watch a player like when they know that they're done and they're giving you like the last bit they have in the tank and it's like superhuman. That's what it felt like. Now she's had articles written about her where she's like, I'm rehabbing. I want to come back. I still want to play. But in the finals where you're facing your own sort of like careers, mortality, where you're like, this might be the last time I get here. Yeah. I think she knew like, I got to Like, we're going to make this count. And she got it out of performance. That was legitimately like a legendary. Performance. Yeah. Superhuman. And I have to say, even if for limited minutes, even if it's not as, as high value for basketball, Seeing her back on the court has just been the biggest breath of fresh air. It's just like all's right in the world type of feeling of like, it's just yeah, nice to see great. her doing anything. You can tell she's excited. You can tell she's happy to, to, to go out there once or twice, even for the, for that little run was, was, was good. And you wonder with how she was playing in that finals, if she kind of knew in the back of her head, like it might be a minute before I take the court again. Cause this is beyond yeah. <laughs> it's, it was what made that whole, uh, like health, uh, that fiasco with her, her waiver the next season, all the more interesting because it was pretty obvious that there were, there were yeah. big time issues there. And what she was able to do is you think back to that, like, I hate even bringing this person up because as human beings, they sh- like this person couldn't touch it. Elena Deladon, she was being a human, but it's that like Kurt Schilling, Oh, four pitcher, like blood on the yeah. ankle type of like superhuman. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be allowed. To it's play. romantic Jordan flu game. Yeah. It's those type of things that are just like, it's insane. And so, yeah, I yeah, love, yeah. I, I love that Waylon being one of the higher of that Minnesota crew is, is really telling. And I think she represents a part of the game that if you're a diehard basketball fan and a basketball nerd, there's a very romantic part of the game that she like embodies many, many like yeah, Memphis that's, Grizzlies that's fans are very much, uh, romantic <laughs> about the type of player who Lindsey Whalen is. Just like that, that, just that grind level player. And she, she turned that into being one of the greats. And so it was pretty cool to see. Like she, she vibed pretty well with where I had her on my list. Um, and I felt yeah, really she's good pretty close. It. All right, that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for joining. As I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a part one. So you're going to get numbers 10 through number one first thing tomorrow morning. I'm going to have it preloaded so it comes out first thing in the morning, right when you wake up, you should be able to access the show. That being said, thank you so much for listening. And until tomorrow morning, for WB Nation, I'm Jason Snow. And if the other hosts were here, I'd have them say their names. But we got you next time. <laughs>